0: You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa.
1: Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Believe, believe, believe. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. Normally we say that at the end. We're saying that at the beginning as well because this has been a fun journey. This is our final game preview version. Because, unfortunately, the Giants don't have any more games after this. That Uh, might be fortunate. Yeah, that's a good point by you. Uh, I think, you know, they want to go out there and get a win on Sunday and then uh, call it a day and regroup, as they like to say. Got a promo code I'm going to give for you later. I'm going to explain why. But Bet Online, it's where the game starts. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. I'm going to offer you a 50% off. I'll give you the code in a little bit. Carl, the Washington football team comes to town on Sunday. They have not swept the Giants since 2011, which is ironic because we have spent this entire year because the year has gone poorly for the Giants. But this was the 10-year celebration of Super Bowl 46. They had the whole team gathered at MetLife Stadium earlier this year. You had Eli Manning retirement you know, we've done a lot of things this year geared towards remembering 2011. The Giants would prefer to not remember 2011 when it comes to Washington and not get swept by them.
0: Yeah, so that was kind of the beginning of the uh, bat season for the Giants. You know, you have that one in the bag and um, it kind of foretold how things could go when you don't pay attention to detail. So, so,
1: so for, for our listeners, because they might not, they might not be following us right now, but the Giants lost at home to Denver, got beaten convincingly, as we would mm-hmm. say in the boxing world, pillar to post Denver won the game, deserved to win. Then on a short week, the Giants go down to Washington, just Thursday night football. And they're playing the Washington football team. That's the game that Dustin Hopkins missed a 48-yard field goal at the gun, but Dexter Lawrence jumped offside or was in the neutral zone or whatever. Although, upon video replay, not really sure if it was a penalty, but I understand why they called it. And then they kicked the field goal 43 yards, and the Giants lost by one. They lost uh, by one point, 30 to 29. And that seemed to set this whole season in an unravel mode.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, when you look at uh, that game and the what could have been, right? Um, I don't think Darius Slayton ever recovered from dropping a wide open pass in that game that could have uh, pretty much put it out of out of uh, range for Washington um, and then just a the little things like that offsides penalty or what they call it as an offsides penalty, just kind of set, you know, uh, events, unfortunate events in motion for the whole year. And so here we are. Um, you can point to every game where there's something, some little thing that didn't happen. Right. Some little thing that they didn't do. Go. Can
1: I, can I go back to that game for a second? Yeah, because it, it's going to tie into what the point is you're going to make right now. So in that game, that's the game that if you remember, Nick Gates got moved to left guard to start the game. Yes. And that was the game that Billy Price started. Center. So that's the game. Nick Gates got hurt, suffered you know a severe injury. That's also remember Tony's the only skill position guy that's not playing in the game. So the Giants pretty much have their full complement of guys. Um, and the play you're referring to, because Slayton had a wonderful 33 yard touchdown catch in that game. But the play you're referring to is the Giants are winning in the football game, 23 to 20. It's midway through the fourth quarter, and on a third and one, Eli Penny. Runs for two yards. So the Giants have it first and 10 at the Washington 43. There's 625 to go in the game. Now, remember, they're up by three at this point. Mm -hmm. Jason Garrett dials up play action pass because they had run the ball leading up to this. And Darius Slayton's open over the middle. Deep ball. Now, he doesn't catch it. He doesn't dive for it. Goes off his fingertips, through his hands. And in Giants fashion, that was the one shot, right? Mm -hmm. So they get the ball to the Washington 38-yard line. Solder and Andrew Thomas get back-to-back false starts. Next thing you know, Gano's kicking a 55-yard field goal to go up 6, 26-20. to And then Washington comes back. And they go 75 yards in two plays. That was the McKissick 56-yard catch down the right sideline. Yep. And then, of course, the other thing that we forget about in that game is the Giants are trailing by one. And uh, they get the ball back because Heineke gets intercepted with 2.22 to go. Bradbury gets the pick, and the Giants start first and 10 at the Washington 20 with 2.16 to go in the game. They do nothing offensively. They gain three yards. They only use 11 seconds, and Gano kicks a 35-yard field goal to give the Giants the lead, which takes us to the two-minute warning. Yeah. So either Slayton catches the ball, game's kind of over. They go up two scores. If they get a first down there and take it inside the two-minute warning. Now they can bleed clock, bleed clock, and kick the go-ahead field goal with less time on the clock. So, And then there's the – it's like the season in a microcosm. Red zone failure, inability to manage the clock and move the ball properly, missed opportunities, mental mistakes. Everything was wrapped up in the last 625 of that game.
0: Yeah. So that, that the 625 of that game tells the story of the Giants' season. Now they've gotten to it a lot of different ways, but one of those things always appears in the giants losses, you know, um, missed opportunities, bad decisions, uh, poor red zone play, which has appeared in every game this season. Um, just the inability to score points instead of field goals. And uh, thank God they got this kicker who's kept them in a few games. But just being in the red zone and not being able to get scores is is the telling or the tell of this season. So here we are. Um, no love lost between these two teams. I'm sure uh, with all of the talking that the head coach has done uh, this week, some they felt directed or they kind of steered the comments about players fighting um, towards the Washington, what happened in Washington a few weeks ago.
1: So um, And Joe Judge said he was not referring to that, but of course Ron Rivera took it and ran with it with his own team. Of course he did. Of course he did. It's not like it didn't happen, but the thing
0: here is, there. When it comes to uh, a coach at this end, of this time of the year, and you've had the season that you've had, and the sharks and the buzzards and the wolves and the hyenas and the coyotes and the jackals are all trying to get a piece of your carcass, uh, there, there will be no great answers. And they will ask a question in search of a bad answer, and the head coach has obliged. Uh, and it has not shown him in a great light, even though uh, you don't have a lot to 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 kind of lean on. You just, you know you just got to keep your head down. Try to, you know, stop the bleeding as bu- as much as possible and get to the offseason. And, you know, this is something that people will learn, not just in this market, but when you're under siege, you got to be careful how you answer and you got to be careful how long you answer because they walk you into things. And this, look, this is what they, uh, this is the press's job. So I'm not going to bash the press. They're going to ask questions because they need content. This is the best time to get it when a coach is under siege or when a player is under siege. This is when they get it. This is when they get the juicy stuff and then they tell you clean up on aisle 7. Because now you're left with trying to defend something you said earlier in the week or on a Sunday when less is more uh especially when you continue to lose and you just got to you got to you got to know that they're going to walk you into something. It's not their fault. They're just going to keep asking and keep asking. And then they're going to ask it a different way. Some point you say, hey, look, didn't go well. We'll get it next week. And just keep it moving, short and sweet, and get out of there. Because once you start to elaborate, they see that gate swing open. And the words are going to start coming out of your mouth that you're going to be like, well, I'm just speaking from my heart and I'm just answering, but you give them enough, they can just send it in different directions. Well, was he talking about Washington? we are not going to say he was, but sure sounded like it. And that's how it goes. So Rivera has, you know, he's trying to get his team going in the right direction. They've had some injuries, uh, but they always can point their, point their, uh their arrow at the giants as the enemy and see if they could just, you know, finish the job, if you will. So um, they got their issues there, but this is their this is their game to kind of show that they want to end the season on, on a high note as well. But the Giants, this is a pride game. Um, I don't know where the team stands with the head coach, so he certainly needs to have a good showing even in a loss. Just to, if there's – Let me just say this. I I doubt if there's 100% confidence that he's the guy. I think they want it to be the guy. I think he needs to show uh, Sunday, not just him, but his coaching staff and his players, that he's the right guy to um, head them into the the next season. Uh, Can't have a showing like you had last week. Um, you got, you got to show that, you know, that you kind of know what you need to do,
1: man. And I mean, that's going to be, that's going to be an interesting order too, because I mean, Glennon suffered the injury to his left wrist or whatever. So from might be the starter. Um, if from gets from gets banged up, your Michigan State State guy, Lewerke, would go?
0: <laughs> well, here's one thing I know about Lewerke. He can get the ball down the field. It might not be to the right person, but if they want to call a go route, he can get it
1: as far as they can run it. Um, well, let me tell you something. One of the things that Washington's done this year on the little note sheet, they mm-hmm. give up a lot of big plays. They've given up 10 pass plays of over 40 yards this year, 19 over 30. So they have been beaten on deep balls.
0: Well, Lorky can throw it. I, that, that's one thing he can do. <laughs> He's got a live arm. Um, but so all of that said, that's not an excuse for a team that is beleaguered and under siege, figure out a way to make it work. Know what you have available to you. Craft as many plays as you have to to to, uh, protect against being exposed, meaning you don't want to put from in obvious passing situations. You want to be able to pass on your terms. And to be able to pass on your terms means you got to run the football. Doesn't matter if the other team knows you're going to run it, you still got to run it. they proved in Chicago that even when they put eight and nine in the box, they had some success. Um, it's when you go with these empty formations is when you are self-mutilating. You, you literally self-mutilate when you go into these spread formations when you can't protect and quarterbacks can't make great decisions. Now, um, from I don't trust, even if you predetermined his read, that he will make a great decision under duress. He just hasn't had enough reps as a pro quarterback. So you want to always make sure that you're doing things on your terms. It's just like when they opened the game in Chicago in an empty formation and they say, well, we got the look that we were expecting but you didn't get the result that you were respect, expecting because too many other things broke down, but you knew that coming in, or you should have known that coming in that we can't protect. And the quarterback can't make great decisions, even though you got the look that you were expecting. doesn't matter. Look, Chicago got the look they were expecting too. Yeah. No one going to this guy. They got an unexpected Uh, surprise. You mean to tell me they're going to do this
1: and let us just run to their quarterback? So Who's not going to get the ball out quick for some reason? Knowing that there's a guy coming hot? Yeah. So, um,
0: and because it's so predictable offensively, they say that they go to this, this is what we're going to go to automatically. We're going to mug the A-gap and send a guy off the edge. They won't get it. So, yeah. So you got a backup quarterback. You got two healthy running backs. Um. just line up and play as best you can on your terms. That means utilizing the personnel in the best way that they can contribute. And I
1: think running the football is your best way. Yeah, and they're going to have to be good. They're going to have to execute. And they're going to have to also be mindful of the fact that it ain't always going to be perfect because Washington is good against the run. I mean, they're eighth in the league against the run and they got a guy on the inside. That's going to the pro bowl. Jonathan Allen, uh, who's been a beast on the inside. So this is going to be like one of those. You can't get deterred by some failure. Well, no. And see, that was the one positive
0: that I saw in the first that Monday night game, they had some losses, uh they didn't have all all success but they were effective running the football uh they got them blocked up in some schemes sometimes they didn't you know the other guys get paid too but they were effective enough to um impact the game and to be able to do some other things just think about the play action pass that Darius Slayton dropped it was off run action they got exactly what they wanted because it They ran it off an effective run play that Washington felt that they had to commit to stop. And he's running wide open, and you know what the story is. So um, it's not an excuse, and I don't think they're looking for one, but don't fall back on it and say you didn't have enough when the game is over with. You better fight this game like you want to win. You want to come in this game with a plan. You you don't want to have to say, I didn't have enough to win. You want everybody else to look at your plan and say, boy, they had a great plan. They just didn't have enough to win. That's what you want. You can't do bizarre things that are contrary to winning a football game. Given the personnel you have, you've got to have a concise plan. You better better make sure every detail is is taken care of. Better make sure your special teams guy, if he's he's expecting a touchback, that he follows that ball into the end zone. All of these little things. Because they want to bring you back. Don't do anything contrary to that. Give them a reason to feel, even though it's not going to be popular with a lot of people, make them feel like, you know what? I feel better just the way he coached this game, the way they approached this, the way the players played. Uh, And I'm not telling, I'm not saying, you know, uh, go down losing. You can win the game. There's always a path to victory. Injuries occur on both sides of the field. You know, uh, you don't know what their player's mentality is either. You just go out and control what you can control. That's how you call the plays, how your players play the plays, and how they execute.
1: Um, right, and, yeah. and uh, you know, listen, I know there's going to be – there's a segment of fans that are watching this right now or listening to us that are all about the draft position, and I've already heard it before. Uh, watch us go win this game. And it's going to hurt our draft position. And it's going to cost us a chance to get a fantastic player. And I'm going to go back to my, and I'm going to go back to my point again. They have been drafting ridiculously high for the Mm -hmm. better part of the last 10 years, ridiculously high for the most part. And especially in the last three and four years, they've been drafted inside the top 10. What has that gotten you? So it's not if they fall back a spot or two and if the Bears were to win their game and fall back a spot or two, it doesn't matter. Right. It matters who's picking the players and the players that you pick. Because, again, I'll go back to Odell, who was a a game changing, um, unbelievably talented guy who you know, he's had his issues, but now he's helping the Rams or whatever. He wasn't mm-hmm. taken in the top 10. I mean, if you no. did that draft again and redrafted Odell Beckham Jr. is not going where the Giants picked him. So it's you've got to be able to pick good players. And I don't care about the spot here and there. And Carl. You know, you mentioned it. Go out and win the game. Play well. Show organization show 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 it to be a tight operation and then hey listen if the chips fall the wrong way because Washington has a better team at this point in time mm-hmm. well so be it I mean Heineke tuned him up for 336 the first time they played yeah it was his first start against them they got Terry McLaurin who in his four career games against the Giants has gone over 100 yards twice. Um, so they, they have some good players, but, and they got good players on defense. Yeah. Very good players on defense. And here's,
0: here's what I suspect is going to be. They've got three players. They've got a running back who can catch and run. They've got McLaurin who will be the best all around receiver that this defensive backfield will see. That, have, that they've seen this year. He may not be the best receiver in the game, but he's a great route runner. He competes like hell for the ball. Um, good enough speed, better than average speed. Like he's not the fastest receiver in the world, but he can get open and he can catch the ball. So this guy challenges your defensive backs all the way to the ground. Like if there's a 50-50 ball, you better make sure by the time he hits the ground, that the ball's out first because he will come down with it. Um, and they got a tight end that the Giants often forget about when they focus so much on taking away the receiver and or the back. They, and, and the tight end is the guy who just all of a sudden pops up in the game and catches six or seven balls because you just didn't pay attention to them and they're on their way. So um, you don't want to have to, if you're defensive, uh, defensive coordinator Patrick Graham, you don't want to have to make that in-game adjustment uh, as you go. You want to have that taken care of before you enter the game, That knowing this guy is a threat. And they, as soon as you start to
1: take away a few things, he's going to be the guy they go to. I wonder if Jake Fromm can run it all. The reason why I asked you that question is because I'm looking at these notes that I did. Washington's given up seven runs this year of 20 or more yards. And of those seven quarterbacks four have been by quarterbacks. Daniel Jones tuned him up for 46 Cam Newton for 24 Jalen hurts for 22 and Mitchell Trubisky for 22. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm from may, I'm may j- have to run anyway, but um I'm kind of joking. They maybe be running for just, life at times. Yeah,
0: but just coming to th- come into this game, expecting to win it uh, as players. You know you're good enough, um, you know you're punching in your weight class. Let's just say that, right? Coaches give them a winning plan. And like I said, if Giants management are leaning towards bringing you back as a coach, don't leave any more doubt than exist. What I'm saying is if they were like, I was, yeah, I was gonna do it, but it looked like shit and I just can't, I, I, I can't see myself you know, going there. What you wanna do is make them look at all the other things that could be if you had a compliment of what you needed. Saying, okay, they competed on third down, they did better in the red area, the organization was fine. The play calling, I see why they made this call. I see why they made that call. And they walk away and they say, okay, well, we got some work to do. Um, if we gave him a little more, we win this game. Or, hey, we win this game by more if he had a full complement of X, Y, and Z. But don't don't give us what you gave in Chicago. That's, you know, players and, and coaches. You can't do that and expect... Well, you know we'll get them next year because there won't be a next year. I mean, I, I listen. The longer this season plays out, the less support uh, they're getting. So he's gotta, he's gotta finish this one on a strong note. The players have gotta finish this on a strong note because they like their coach. They gotta go out and show it, and uh, the coach has gotta give them a plan, both sides of the ball all three sides of the ball I should say special teams as well uh and go out and execute you're at home also that so, makes it that makes it tougher too meaning if you stink it up at home
1: you know that's not going to go over well with no i mean the good news that they have is despite the fact that washington's been around for 89 years um they don't have the greatest traveling fan base. I don't think they really ever did. That's not not the fan base they got to worry about. No, but I mean having people in the building. Right. Like, you know, it's listen, the the building is going to be half full anyway. And And it's going to be all angry people. Right. But what you're probably not going to have as opposed to if you were playing the Eagles or the Cowboys or some of these other teams, you're not going to have the place flooded with fans of the other team. Yeah. Yeah. Washington fans have never been great travelers. Look, we'll get into a dissection next week. Um, You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at some notes here. Like, you know, the Giants are dead last in the last two seasons in so many offensive categories, but I'm going to tell you what I have. I have a wish list for Sunday because the, the, the Giants in Washington over the last five years are a combined 52 and 108. They got two of the worst. Neither team has had a winning season since 2016. Mm-hmm. And Washington was 8-7-1 that year. Then that was the year the Giants went to the playoffs. So here's my one wish list, Carl. I'd like to see one more touchdown because the Giants have had one touchdown in their last 35 offensive possessions. Oh, my God. Spanning Yikes. three games. The only touchdown they've scored in the last three games was at the end of the Philadelphia game in Philadelphia. Ingram caught a nine-yard touchdown pass, you know, the, to make it 34 to 10. And here's the other thing I want to see. I want to see the Giants score points, any points at this point in the last two minutes of the first half. Yeah. They have been outscored 76 to nothing, including last week's eight point debacle over the last 61 seconds. So since 1970, There's only been one team that's been ever shut out in the first two minutes in the last two minutes of the first half. And that was the Baltimore Colts in 1972 did not score any points in the last two minutes of the first half. Now remember that was a 14 game schedule. So the Giants have already played 16 games and no team has ever been outscored by 76 or more points in the final two minutes of the first half. I don't know if the Giants can change that number, but They can move it in the right direction by scoring something. Could they at least win the last two minutes of the first half? I don't care if it's three, nothing just like to me, that's one of the most um, mind boggling stats of this year. I think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just (laughs) go out, play with some pride players. And again, just from a coaching standpoint, convince us that you, you, you really know, because you can, you can talk about it, but show us on game day that you really know, and that, that, that you are the guy that can get this thing right. I think they want to uh, feel that way. And, you know, this, the, the thing about sports and fandom and Uh, people that watch this game it's a hope floats game you know the emotion is from week to week the rage lasts for seven days until kickoff right and then you're going to have a reason to be mad or happy and this is your last chance to make a first impression Uh, so you can't you know if they come in angry and they leave saying, you know what? They play much better today, but I'm still pissed they didn't play this way for the last 16 games. But at least they say they played well today. And I think this guy finally got the message. It's just so, it took too long to do that. Fans and fandom is an emotional roller coaster. You want to send them away on a high note and feel better because everybody wants to feel better about this. Everybody wants to be great, feel great about their decisions. And so players and coaches give the people what they want, give them something to feel good about, even
1: if for one weekend. online remains your number one spot for all basketball, football action this season. Vegas casino games, boxing, NHL, UFC. It's all right there for you. So if you go to the new updated desktop site or the mobile website and you sign up today, we're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus. All you have to do is type in the promo code believe B L E A V bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So Carl, just, Final thought that I have is I mentioned I got a little wish list for Sunday. Wish list number one is obviously to see the team go out and win. Mm-hmm. Uh, wish list number two is to please score at least a point, two points, three points, get a safety and just, just not be shut out for the entire first half of a 17-game schedule in the last two minutes. Uh, I mentioned touchdowns, one in the last 35 drives, one in the last three games, don't cut it. And then some little things I'm looking for. I'm looking for Andrew Thomas to continue to play well. And just just for me personally, to build upon something that – will be a constant for next year, like something that you're going to just feel really good about. Mm-hmm. And if he has like a bad preseason game, we don't have to have people going bat leap crazy. Right. Um, so I want to see him continue to progress because I think he's getting better and better each week. And by the way, he's also playing hobbled. Um, I want to see Xavier McKinney. Continue to play like Xavier McKinney. We, uh, You and I took a look at some of his stuff that's going to air on uh, on the Giants' media platforms, you know, the inside the film rooms that we do. Um, I want to see him finish the season strongly. You know, mm-hmm. he's somebody I'm excited about. I'm excited about Aziz Ojalary. Can he get two sacks in the game and maybe get to double digits? That would be nice for his rookie season. Improvement there from him. I'm excited to see Jalen Smith play more in this defense and just to see what he's got and see if, mm-hmm. you know, maybe there's something, something there. Quincy Roche, you know, stuff like that. There's, you know, there's the, there's the guys that are going to have to be part of this foundation moving forward mm-hmm. one way or another, whether it's a frontline player or somebody that, you know, in sub packages, or if somebody goes down, that you're going to be able to put in there, and they're going to be able to perform and keep the train right. moving in the right direction. That's fair. Um, for me, I'm looking for
0: one thing, and it's 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 a little it's a little different, um, Bob. For me, um, because I played, uh, and there's an expectation, right? And then there's a reality and then there's a reality and anybody that's connected, um, with this team emotionally, uh, that's been a part of winning right now. The only thing I need is show me a plan and play with some fucking pride. That'll get you. That'll get you this victory. Give me a plan and play with some fucking pride. I don't care what your. Uh, personnel situation looks like on paper because we don't see look it good. we see it every week we see it every week um, teams have started the year without a, an entire defensive backfield and continue to figure out how to win show me a plan and play with some fucking pride that's that's it for me all the other stuff yep i'm, I'm with you on that I want to see Saquon Barkley continue. I want to see Lorenzo Carter continue because they could lead by example. But right now, it, it's, it's, it's more painful for me to see this and the emotions that I have to deal with uh, having been part of uh, some of the most successful years in this franchise and being part of understanding what it takes. Give them a plan, coach coach with pride players play with fucking pride.
1: You win this game. We feel better about you. Yeah. And remember something too, to your point about this game, you're, you're in the sandbox with another kid, your size age and weight. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Washington is six and 10, that they're they're not coming in at 10 and six. Mm -hmm. And you're saying, well, I mean, we're down all this personnel. And they're down less personnel than we are. They're still a six and 10 team. Yeah. So you're you're 100% right, Carl. I mean, that's, I think that's what was so devastating psychologically to you, to me, and to a lot of the fan base from last week was, Mm -hmm. geez, Louise. I mean, this is, this is the, this is the Bears. Yeah. I mean, it. Listen, I get it. Everybody wants to beat the Cowboys. There's a division rival or whatever. But if you made a trade for most of the people that the Giants put on the field and the Cowboys put on the field that day, and you were trading out players, uh, you'd be hard pressed to find many of the guys that started for the Giants that day against Dallas that you would take over a Dallas player. Right. But now you're in. Now you're in a sandbox playing with a kid the same age as you the same size as you for the most Mm -hmm. part so there's no excuse to not be able to function and be a little bit crisper despite the fact that you've got your these injuries and all this other stuff well listen i think that's the that's the key point here that you're making yeah
0: and look (laughs) you just said but it was the chicago bears and this is what they should be saying, but it was the New York Giants. How did they come in here? How, how did we not win that game? Well, you're punching in your weight class, like you said, just give me, give me a plan and play with some pride and the rest of it will take care of itself because you're the classic example, the Chicago game, based on decisions, you got yourself in a hole fast
1: and you couldn't get out. Correct. Correct. And that goes to plan because mm-hmm. you put yourself in high risk situations right out of the gate against someone in your weight class that you allowed them to take an upper hand. And once you fell behind by seven and then 14, everybody and their brother knows you're not climbing out of that. Yeah. So uh, a, pr- a good plan we can keep this game in yeah. position um you got anything else to get off your chest here nah just
0: tell a friend to tell a friend uh tune in we ain't done we just done with the season but we got a lot more uh that we want to talk about on the papa banks pod throughout the offseason so Well, yeah stay we got tuned. We,
1: we gotta we gotta knock one out probably on Monday at some point we're going to have to do one with the season recap and, you know, we'll see what kind of changes are made. Changes are inevitably coming. Yeah. So uh, there's going to be a lot of stuff, especially early in the week that we're going to have to get to. So, all right, tell a friend to tell a friend, any, any big plans this weekend? It's a home game. <laughs> I don't want to be
0: miserable. Let me walk out of the stadium and just feel better about what I saw. I don't want to be disgusted again. uh, um, Last Sunday was disgusting. I felt disgusted. This Sunday, give me something. Just give me something. I got no plans. Got no no plans.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, with stuff spiking and everything, you're like a little nervous to do anything. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend, put in the promo code, believe, B-L-E-A-V. You'll get a 50% welcome discount at Bet BetOnline. Um, and as we always say, tell a friend to tell a friend. All right, everybody, enjoy the game. I'm Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa, Believe in Giants.